listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. A week ago, St. Louis City Treasurer Tashora Jones lost that city's Democratic mayoral primary by just 888 votes. Jones is a black female who was popular among young progressives in St. Louis. She lost to a white female candidate who's a little closer to the party establishment. It was a race that dredged up the city's racial tensions. What does this mayoral race illustrate about racial issues in local politics across the country? And what does it say about where we are as a country in terms of racial attitudes? Also, this is a election year here in the city of Detroit, another majority African American city with uh, one with one with a white mayor right now who will be running against African American candidates. There is no way we will get through this calendar year without talking about race and its effect on modern politics. Joining me now to talk about what happened in St. Louis is Tashara Jones. Uh, she's the former candidate for St. Louis mayor. Uh, welcome to the, to the show. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Also joining us is Jason Johnson, the politics editor for The Root uh, and a professor of political science at Morgan State University. He has been writing about what was going on in St. Louis. Jason, welcome to Detroit Today. Glad to be here. Yeah. Uh, So, Tashara, I want to start with you. you wrote a letter uh, or a column, I guess it might be called, uh, in response to the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, which is the newspaper there in St. Louis, and their invitation mm-hmm. to you to come and sit with the editorial board for an endorsement meeting. That that response that you wrote got a lot of attention uh, because it it trained the lens of this election on some of the undercurrent of, of, of racial issues that I think were there all along. You put them out front with that letter and made this race mm-hmm. really about uh, some of the issues that, that, uh, that continue to shape cities like St. Louis and Detroit. And you did it in a, in a very sort of forthright and, and honest way. Yes, um, you know, our our local newspaper, particularly the editorial board, I won't say the, the newspaper itself, um, but they uh, they tend to uh, treat black politicians as, you know, guilty before proven innocent. Um, and when looking at the mayoral race, um, you know, St. Louis is the fifth most segregated city in the country. And, you know, no one wanted to talk about the elephant in the room. They chose to say that, you know, blight and graffiti was what's was what was killing the region. And, and most of us who live here uh, know that that's, you know, that it's more than that, that it's, you know, that it's poverty, that it's racism uh, that are killing our region and, 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 and doesn't permit people to get ahead or get healthier or better or more educated. Yeah. Uh, your response uh, tra- framed it as that these are issues that are there that no one really wants to discuss, that, that the city's uh, I guess intellectual leaders or 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 press leaders don't want to talk about, uh, but talk about then how these issues played out in the campaigns, your campaign uh, and the campaign of the of the winning candidate. Did these issues end up shaping the campaign in a way that you thought was productive, even though even though you weren't victorious in the end? I think so. Um, I mean, because when you look at the, the numbers at the end of the day, you know, I was the candidate that everybody thought was going to lose and come in last place. And I, and I only lost by 888 votes. Right. 
Um, and I had been, I had always been saying that racial equity was at the center of my campaign. And St. Louis, you know, even in its proximity to Ferguson, you know, just 10 minutes away, um, you know, all of that, you know, affects our entire region. And you can't just say that I'm just going to be the mayor of this one city, even though it's, you know, not even though it's close to Ferguson. No, they all are. We're all connected. We're all intertwined. And what happens in one municipality um, such as Ferguson affects the entire region. And I was one of those, I was the candidate that said, you know, we have to talk about this. We have to talk about the elephant in the room or we won't be able to move forward. Yeah. Uh, Jason Johnson, you, you were writing about this race uh, and you described, uh, you described this, this city as having uh, having sort of ignored this this issue of race to its detriment for for some time talk about how this looked from from your vantage point well there's an important thing to say here i i i slightly disagree with that assessment st louis hasn't ignored race it's been too focused on race that's why you have black people who were the majority of the city's population for years and years and years uh-huh. routinely locked out of political and economic decisions um, I, I think race was unfortunately first and foremost on the mind of, of many city councilmen and many aldermen when the city was sliced and diced and cut finer than, you know, finer than cocaine to make sure the black people could never collectively get together and really assert cultural, political, and, and economic influence on the city. So, but that's not unique to St. Louis. That is something that you see in Pittsburgh. That is something that you see in Cleveland. That is something that you see in Indianapolis. That's something that you see and a lot of cities throughout the Midwest and throughout the country where across party lines due to years and years and years of, of cultural and institutional racism, white politicians will collectively band together to make sure that a black majority in the city doesn't have real political influence. And mm-hmm. I think that's a problem in St. Louis. And then it's, it's exacerbated uh, when some members of black political leadership in cities fail to recognize that and don't strategize to counter it. Right. Uh, w- were you surprised uh, by the, the, the piece that uh, Tashar Jones wrote uh, in response to what the Post editorial board was saying? No, I thought it was brilliant. And, and I wrote a piece about it. And I, I, was, I, I, I wrote a piece about it. I was impressed. It was brought to my attention. I've been, you know, generally pay attention to what's going on in St. Louis politics. I actually uh, spent a lot of years of my, lo- of my youth on the sort of the Illinois suburbs um, yeah, across the of river. St. Louis. Yeah. You know, we, we see this with the, the current occupant of the White House, uh, and it can work for Republicans or Democrats. No one, no one fails attacking the press. Uh, you know, you, if you're running for office, a uh, calling target, out the right? press is usually a pretty good strategy. And when you have legitimate reasons for doing so, yeah. uh, in the case of, of Ms. Jones, who made it very clear that, you know, the editorial board in particular was not only not reflective of the true sentiments and feelings of the city, but that it tended to have interests that were in direct odds with the majority of the needs of the city, it was her duty. It was smart strategy for her as a candidate to call them out in the way that she did. People are tired of, of, of tepid, you know, towing the line kinds of politicians. They want men and women out there who are willing to speak from the heart, speak intelligently, and make a point with any institution, whether that's the press, banks, or another politician. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, this is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guests are Tashara Jones. She's a former candidate for St. Louis mayor. Also, Jason Johnson, a politics editor for The Root, a professor of political science at Morgan State University. We are talking about the recent Democratic primary for mayor in the city of St. Louis, in which Tashara Jones lost by just 800 votes to a white female candidate uh, who's a little closer to the mainstream party establishment there in St. Louis. We're talking about the role that race uh, and racial inequity play in cities in modern America. Also, the role that race and racial dialogue play in mayoral campaigns. This, of course, is an election year here in the city of Detroit. Uh, We have had a white mayor for the last four years. There are several African-Americans who have decided they will challenge him for that role. What role is race going to play here in the discussion about the election? If you want to give us a call and uh, join the conversation, 313-577-1019 is the number to join that conversation. 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page, put your comments there, or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. We'll work your comments into the conversation. Uh, Tashara, I'm, I'm curious what you think is sort of next for St. Louis. Uh, in one of the articles that uh, that Jason Johnson wrote about this, he notes that despite the fact that St. Louis has a population is 49% African-American, they have only been able to elect two African-American mayors there. Mm-hmm. Uh, where do you go from here? I think we have to be more strategic in our approach. Uh, Jason hinted at this in his comments. Um, we have to make sure, well, number one, the turnout was only 28%, which is historical, you know, which is abysmal, very, very low. And in a town that has 200,000 voters in the electorate, only 55,000 showed up to vote for mayor. And then when you break that down, you know, with the number of votes my opponent got who won, was 10% of the electorate uh, elected our next mayor. So we have to be more strategic in in keeping people engaged all along the way so they know when elections are, they know who people are in office and how that affects their daily lives. And so that's what we're moving towards uh, as we move forward. We're taking the lessons learned that, you know, turnout was abysmal um, and that we need to keep people engaged and and keep people informed on how to advocate for themselves. Yeah. Um, and so we're organizing around that and trying to keep this coalition engaged because the, the people that supported me were diverse. They were everything. They were white, black, old, young, Hispanic, Asian, African-American, gay, straight, everything. And so that was indicative of the, of the hashtag that we had for the campaign, which was one St. Louis. Yeah. So we're trying to keep them together and then also reach out to the region and let other people in the region, and, and we have 91 municipalities, and let them know uh, how to stay engaged and who the people are on their local levels as well. Yeah, uh, Jason Johnson, are we seeing a, the emergence of a new uh, black political class in, in cities like St. Louis that's sort of embodied by people like Tashara Jones, who who are focused on something different than the past? Yeah, I, I think I think it's both generational. And attitudinal, you know, um, you know, we, we're, we're Gen Xers, <laughs> you know, to start with Gen Xer, I'm a Gen Xer. Yes. Mm-hmm. We are stepping into these important political positions. You're starting to see college presidents and mayors and people like that who are in their 30s and 40s. Um, so that's, that's just sort of an inevitable change that's, that's starting to happen. 
But I think a secondary issue is this. Um, in the wake of the Black Lives Matter movement, sure. in the wake of Ferguson, uh, in the wake of the current president that we have, we have seen a, a, an increase, while it's not enough, we've seen an increase in turnout for special elections. We've seen an increase in turnout for municipal elections. There was a there was a city council election uh, for a, a representative from Harlem. It was a, it was an 18 percent increase in turnout just this year. Uh, a special election in state legislatures in Delaware and Connecticut increase and an increase that you saw in St. Louis. So you're seeing black political leadership combining and galvanizing an overall renewed interest in municipal politics. But there's also this, and I think this is important. And it's one of the reasons why I wrote the piece uh, about about Tashar's experience and Stone's experience in this campaign. On a purely practical, objective level, St. Louis became, in many respects, a more known international city after what happened in Ferguson. You had U.N. representatives showing up in that city. You had journalists from all over the world investigating that region and using it as a lens through which to view the United States. What could have been a better story economically, politically, and culturally for St. Louis than to elect an African-American woman who was a member of this new movement and activism as a sign that the city was willing and capable of turning the corner? The stories that we would be hearing had Tashara Jones won this race would be incredible. <laughs> yeah. The investment that we would hear would be incredible. So that's, that's something else that was missed in this, and I think a lot of politicians are finally recognizing that, yeah. hopefully. Okay. All right. Uh, Tashara Jones, Jason Johnson, thank you both for being here on Detroit Today. Thank you. Well, thank Anytime. you for having us. Yes. And good luck there in St. Louis, Tashara Jones, and uh, in the future at least, uh, trying to trying to turn the dial a little further there. Uh, all right. That's going to do it for us today. Uh, I will be back tomorrow. I hope you will too. Uh, this is 1019 WDET, Detroit's public radio station. Detroit Today is produced by Laura Weber Davis and Jake Neer. The program director is Joan Isabella. Technical director and engineer is Matthew Trevethan. Associate producers are Aaron Allen and Addie Wallace. Detroit Today's theme song was composed by WDET's Sam Bobian. One more reminder that it is WDET's spring fundraiser. And as always, when we hit the magic number, the magic number is $275,000, we will stop asking you to contribute to WDET. Think of all the great programming that you value here. If you really value it, Help us pay for it. Go to WDET.org, renew your membership, or start a new membership. We love new members here. I will be back tomorrow. Hope you will, too. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's public radio station. See you tomorrow.